0: We Turned Out Okay, the modern parent's guide to old-school parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke-Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke-Cole.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 121 of We Turned Out Okay. Today is a just you and me episode, and it's the first in our holiday survival guide, which I'm so excited to bring you. I really hope that um it helps. This time of year is so fraught for parents of young children. It's kind of fraught for everybody, I think, but but I, I feel like when my kids were young, it was it was the worst. And um, so if you're feeling like that, I'm really hoping that these next weeks will uh, will make you feel better. We've got like some good interviews and we've got some good, just hopefully, you know, good ideas that will help you make the most of this um, season because it doesn't have, my belief is anyway, it doesn't have to be fraught. And I hope you're not rolling your eyes and going, well, you don't know my situation because I kind of think I do <laughs> having been there. And um I hope you'll be able to learn from my experiences. So anyway, how was your Thanksgiving? Was it good? Did you have lots of turkey? Um, I hope so. I really hope it was not one of those Thanksgiving where like relatives are pelting each other with rolls or um, I, I feel like this one could have been a real contentious one because of the extremely contentious election that we just lived through. Um, and I do hope that you are feeling better from that. Um whether or not you are a pro-trump person I mean I think President Obama said something really wonderful which is we are all rooting for him now we must be rooting for him now and um, you know I'm I'm taken from that I'm I'm feeling some hope and uh, I hope you are too and maybe you are always a Trump person a pro-trump person and so if that's the case then um, you know you're sitting pretty so uh, anyway each week from now through Christmas, Every episode will be about helping you survive the holidays. And today I wanted to start with a story. This is a friggin' embarrassing story <laughs> for me. Um, when my Max was he's now 16, so when he was like four, he was really into Thomas the Tank Engine. And um people uh, you know, would say, like, hey, what is what does Max want for Christmas? kind of a thing. And um, because we do celebrate Christmas and I uh you know I put out the word that he was hoping for Thomas the Tank Engine stuff and my so if I was like 33 34 I was probably 34 my youngest was in his late 20s my youngest brother sorry was in his late 20s and I mean you know that those are the years where like you're not making any money I mean he was living sort of in a in an apartment in New York City where he he um you know they they didn't have cable they they barely had food he was sort of he wasn't sharing his room but I feel like his room was a closet sort of a reformed closet in a in a tiny apartment you know without any sort of (laughs) amenities beyond like it had a bathroom and a functioning kitchen kind of a thing Um, but not to say that he didn't enjoy that I mean he did everybody's got those days where you're like you're living pretty tight and you're eating ramen noodles every night but it's um those are fun days. Anyway, that I wanted to share that because um, he, I don't know how much he spent on them, but he gave Jay, uh, sorry, not Jay, Max, like two really super special little train cars for Thomas the Tank Engine. And I'll never forget them. They were aquarium cars. And like one of them had um a little, I think, feel like a little uh, whale in it or something. And the other one had some other kind of fish. Maybe it was an octopus or something. And it was really neat. Like it was, it was, it was a very special part of this. And, um, like he, he's, God, he probably spent 40 or $50 on this little tiny thing. And I feel like at some point he communicated to me that he, that that wasn't all he was going to give Max, like that he had intended to, give more than that and I like we this is all sort of being communicated before Christmas because he was going to come up and spend the holiday with us up here in New England and um, we get to Christmas Day and Max opens his Thomas the Tank uh, and he's all excited and happy and everything and and um, I either I feel like I actually said something to my brother Um, I have this memory of being like okay so where's the rest of the rest of your gift for him. And um and poor Dave was just like, oh, oh, like, well, I you know, I think this is I'm I'm sorry, but I think, you know, this is all I could do or something like that. And I was like, I mean, I am red faced now thinking about it. Like, who says something like that? You know? God, I, I feel so I wanted to share this story because um I felt so bad, like making my brother for one second, feel like he hadn't given enough to my son, you know, Um, given enough sort of spent enough money on him given enough physical stuff. And um, I was mortified. I mean, like, I still think about this sometimes. Because uh, it's not about the stuff. It, It shouldn't be about the stuff. And I guess this is really where I learned that lesson. Like, when I thought about how much money he probably spent that he didn't really have on on a couple of train pieces for for Max and, and how that, for me, that like wasn't enough. I mean, I, I, I think about that now and I'm just mortified. And I mean, almost immediately, as soon as I saw his face fall on Christmas Day, I was like, oh my God, I'm like such a bad person. And, you know, I don't think Dave would say that I'm a bad person. I, I think, I hope anyway that... Um, that this is one of those moments where I I learned a lesson. I got smacked in the face with my own jealousy, you know, and my own greed. And um and I I said to myself, okay, like I'm I'm not gonna be that person anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna just try and, and learn from this. Um, because it's not about the stuff, right? It's about it's about the time that the boys get to spend with their uncle. Um I mean like Max and and his his uncle that year had um a wonderful time like building trains because he he Max already had some of the tracks and they could like and he had an engine and they could they could do this together and I mean that's that's the cool thing about about the holidays I think is um is you get to spend the time with the people. And uh, it's not just, I mean, not just my brother, not just their one uncle, but with all of our relatives, um, and not just at the holidays, you know, but over the whole year, like skiing for us is such a huge deal. Um, Actually, that brother doesn't ski, but I mean, he kind of does, but he doesn't ski as much as he's not like rabid about it, like the rest of us are. And so when we get to ski with my other brother and his family and his wife and and our nephews and my, my parents, I mean, that is like, that is amazing time. Like it's just, you cannot replicate those kinds of things. I'll never forget last, last March when we went out to ski with my folks and, um, Max, he's a snowboarder, so he's, you know, doing it a little bit differently, but he had this epic day where he, um, he went someplace he'd never been before. Like he got up higher on a a mountain than he'd ever been before. And, um, I mean he was above timberline it was like amazing and my dad we're going up in the lift um and my dad says to him grandpa so it was in other words his grandpa says to him wow tonight we're going to celebrate with a uh, with um I forget what it was with something bubbly i think is what he said and max kind of looked at me like you mean alcohol <laughs> and and that's exactly what we did like max got to taste um it wasn't champagne. I think it was probably, uh, maybe it was cider, hard cider or beer or something like that. Um, because it was a significant moment. And like, I mean, I know it's, I, I don't know, I, I, I feel like in my parents' day, commemorating something with a drink, it's like having a cigar when you have a new baby or something like that, right? Um, it, it's it, it wasn't so much about the booze as it was about like, I'm now... Old enough to be honored in this way, and I've accomplished something that—that that, um, you know that this is how to, they're making a big deal of me, kind of a thing, and and so like that's time as well, and 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 just cooking together and and like telling stories over meals. I mean, um, my folks got to visit us a few weeks ago, and I mean we were at the every time that we got together at the dinner table, I mean, dinner would last like two hours, because there was just so much to say. And the kids were a huge part of that. And um, my folks are, are kind of contributing to the boys lives, and, and giving their thoughts and telling their stories. And it's it's kind of going both ways, right. And it's so much fun to be here in the middle. And watch those interactions. Um, I know you're, you're probably, if you're listening to this, you're not quite there yet, because your kids are not teens and tweens, maybe, but, um, but it's coming. And that's a fun day when you when you get to um, when you get to be in in a in a place where like your parents are contributing important ideas and and telling funny stories. And so are your kids. I mean, that is awesome. So actually, I mean, I'm not sure that that's too far away for you. When my uh, when my youngest was like three, he started asking questions like he would come up to me and he would go, Mom, where was I before I was born? And I would say, Oh, well, you were in my belly. And he would say, Where was I before that? And it's like, Oh, my God, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> You know, so they don't have to be teens and tweens to come up with big, important ideas. But um, but that's that's the thing is that to hear those big, important ideas and to kind of talk about them, you got to be together. Right. And that that's that's not a stuff thing. That's a time thing. You could be eating McDonald's and having big ideas. Um, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be. Uh, it's not about the money spent so much as the 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 time together. Right. Um, that's the important stuff. And um, in an upcoming episode, which through the magic of podcasting, you're hearing this first rather than that first, because that's one of my favorite things about this is like I will bring ideas in that you haven't even heard about yet because you haven't heard that episode. So anyway, my guests are coming up next week. I've got two guests that talk about finding gifts that are about experiences for their kids. Um, They they're giving them a season's pass to an amusement park. Because then they get to do that all year. I mean, isn't that a cool gift? And I wonder, like, we have friends who do that up here too. Um, these particular guests live in Kentucky, so um, I'm not ever going to their amusement park. But we have friends who do that up here, where they'll get like a a season's pass to something big, like like Six Flags or something. And you know, relative to the. because when you go to Six Flags for a day, it costs like $100 a person or something. plus you have to park and you're not allowed to bring food into the park and all this kind of stuff. So it can get outrageous. But if you plan to go like four or five times over their opening season, which up here, I mean, that's like May through October, probably. So if you go once a month, um, you I think you make that ticket up back like in in like one visit. I mean it's really not and plus it includes parking vouchers and it includes some like food vouchers and stuff. It's really neat. Like that might be something I'm just thinking now, ooh, that might be something for us to look into, but it also might be something for you to look into. Um you know, that's talk about a great way to give experiences. Uh and we so I was thinking as I was preparing for this episode, thinking about a couple of my favorite experiences that we have been able to or that people not just us have been able to give to our kids and I remember several years ago now um when they were i I was worried that they would be too young for this experience, but my mother in law their grandma gave them a glass blowing experience, and each kid got to make a like work with molten glass to make a they ended up you could choose between i feel like it was either a cup or a vase or something like that. Or a paperweight, and they both love the looks of the paperweight. So um, they've each made a glass paperweight that, like, has you know they chose colors to mix in, and I mean they're working with these like it's that end of the you know I don't know if you've ever seen anybody blowing glass, but like you've got the the um, this huge furnace in front of you, and you your glass is on the long end of a uh, the end of a really really long pipe, and um, it, if you were going to make something that like was a glass or a vase or something you would blow into the pipe to to expand it, but they didn't do that. They were just working with like these lumps of molten glass and they were pretty young. I feel like they were maybe six and 10 when they did that. Maybe, maybe even younger, five and nine. And um, that was, I mean, we still have those. They actually use them to hold up their video game. Like at either end of their sort of stack of eight or 10 um, PlayStation games is one of one, each of their paperweights. And so we still see them all the time. They're actually useful. We're using them. (laughs) And, um, that was a hell of an experience. It was very cool to watch them do that. And I'm sure to do it was really, really awesome. Um, and then one year we gave them for Christmas. I mean, we'd been planning it. We'd been planning it since the previous August, saving up for it. And, um, uh, trying to find the best deals and stuff like that we gave them a trip to Disney and this was so much fun um just that I mean the trip itself was fun but also uh there's some cool science about this where it turns out that like if you give an experience the the anticipation of the experience makes the experience itself like better And then everybody's memories of that experience, once the experience itself is finished, um, it's, it's kind of enhanced. So even in other words, even if it was a tough trip in some ways, um, the, the, the memories of of a trip like that are um, very rosy. Like, so, I mean, you're kind of tripling your money because you're spending it once, you know, you're spending one, one time on one trip but the the build up to it is very exciting and fun, and then the aftermath of it is like where you you get to, to you know we talk about our sort of memories some memories that we have of Disney, and um I mean that's all just a blast like it 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 took place it is it was a moment in time, but but even now we are still um reaping the benefits of spending that money to get us to Disney and um. I mean, like I, when I think about one's favorite story of ours is... Uh, so what what we did was we, we planned to go to Disney in April of one year. I feel like it was 2012. And so from the previous August, in other words, from August of 2011, Ben and I were working to make it the least expensive, but the most fun that we could possibly do that. And we ended up um, being able to spend the, our week at Disney in a... Um, in a kind of like a timeshare condo unit that was, because we had sort of booked it so far in advance and it was at an off time, we traveled at an off time. Um, it was on the 20th floor or something, maybe maybe even higher. It was almost on the top floor and it was called a fireworks suite because we could look out over Disney, over the, what was closest to us was the Magic Kingdom. Um, but Disney, no, sorry. What was closest to us was Epcot. And then the Magic Kingdom was a further off in the distance. And then um, SeaWorld was even further off in the distance. And then um, there's something called Downtown Disney. And that was sort of off to the side of us a little bit. And so there was there were nights where we would not just see the Epcot fireworks, but we would also see the Magic Kingdom fireworks. <laughs> And then we could also see the SeaWorld fireworks. And then there was this one night where in addition to those three, which happened every single night, there was a, there were massive thunderstorms. So we would get these amazing like lightning. We could see for miles from, from the 20th floor. Um, and there were these amazing like lightning. Uh, off in the distance, you'd see lightning everywhere. And then at downtown Disney, they also randomly happened to have fireworks that night. So like every single night we would get back to our condo and there would be this, this, cool light show. And it was even for us, I mean, that was a real consideration because our oldest, um, has some, he's, he's much, much better with them now, but at 12, he still had amazing, very, very difficult sensory issues. And I mean, the thought of him being under fireworks as they were going off was like unthinkable. I mean, we, we ended up, we ended up working hard in the months leading up to Disney to, um, to like work with him and and we actually had a therapist work with him to help him get get ready for the sensory experiences, the sensory overload of Disney World. And God, we're so glad we did because it was great. Um but one of my the other thing I wanted to share was um I mean like the Disney expense was a was a big expense. I'm you know I'm not gonna lie. It probably cost us a couple thousand bucks to get to Disney. Um but what we did was we worked hard to save that money and we and we kind of I actually have a couple stories I want to share about this. Um, and what we did was we tried to make, we, we incorporated Christmas. So say, I don't know how much, I guess we would probably usually spend maybe four, four or $500 on Christmas total for like everybody. I mean, I, maybe that's, maybe we spend more, maybe we spend less. It's hard to say, but, um, we were able to incorporate some of our Christmas expenses into the trip. And, um, we because if we're giving Disney as a trip that means that we're not giving Disney plus I don't know a hundred dollar Lego set and um other things like that like we we could say okay so this this trip is doing double duty as Christmas gifts and as vacation and um I, we wanted to try and save some money so one of the things that I got to do was I knitted the boys I could not still knit at this time I knitted them um Hogwarts, not Hogwarts. Harry Potter owls. Like um, there was a book in the library that cho- that showed me how to do this, and so I knitted them each an owl, a great horned owl and a barn owl. And um, the gr- the cool thing was that on Christmas Day, these owls that had cost me like three dollars in yarn um, and a, you know the time to do it, they delivered on Christmas Day to each boy a um, a scroll. And the scroll was um, letting them know, advising them of the reservation that had been made for them on a particular day in this coming April, um, that they were going to be eating breakfast at the Three Broomsticks, uh, because that was part of part of the trip to Disney was we also spent we got to spend one awesome day at Universal and we, we went to um, the Harry Potter part of of Universal and we made a a reservation at the Three Broomsticks which got us like I feel like what we did was we stayed in a hotel that was linked to um universal in some way so we we said goodbye to the fireworks suite and we spent like two nights I think in a, in a uh in a hotel that that again was not that expensive um it was it was awesome too it included meals so like I mean, the meals were horrible things like nachos was a meal that you could choose at the hotel we stayed at. But it was, I mean, for two days, it was so much fun to like, just do this, you know, like let the kids eat nachos for dinner. Um, uh, and I, I guess I'm bringing that up because as part of that, we got a deal where we were able to get into the park an hour early. Um, and we were able to have breakfast at the three room sticks. And it wasn't, again, not that not that expensive, but it made... I mean, for people who are so into Harry Potter, which the four of us are, we're we're, you know, nuts about Harry Potter. And um like it meant so much to to do that, to have that experience. And I'll never forget like drinking butterbeer in the three broomsticks with my kids and and Ben. I mean, it was just so awesome. And um and then the the other thing I wanted to bring up was another idea that saved us a lot of money, but also like made our time much, much more worthwhile was I got a book called The Unofficial Guide to Disney and um they now they also have a website called touringplans.com which I know I've brought up before I think on the show and um anyway touringplans.com is the name of this one And you know what I'll link to it because who knows maybe some of you are planning uh trips to Disney and you might really love touringplans.com so I'm going to share this story and then and then we'll move on but um the kids and I so Ben is working. I mean, he's going to work every day, right? And and so it's after Christmas now, and they know they're going to Disney, and, and it's very, very exciting. And the kids helped plan this trip. Um, and then, again, this was also part of like helping Max feel better sensory-wise because he could um, – if he knew what was coming, where we were going, um, that was really, really helpful for him. Like it helped him feel in control. And so he especially went over the touring plans with me. We go to touringplans.com and we, we basically typed in like what at what rides, we if we were going to be at a specific park on a specific day, what rides would we want to do? What shows would we want to see? And like touring plans would take that information in and spit out an itinerary for us. So in other words, we would, you know, it would say be at opening you know, be there half an hour before the park opens. Um, go immediately once the park opens to this ride and then go to that ride and then get your fast pass for, um, you know, for later at this ride and then show up at that ride later and go here for dinner and that kind of thing. Um, You can make it, it's a schedule that you make that, that, Means that you don't spend any. We hardly spend any time, literally any time in lines. I mean, it was awesome, but comes the morning of our first day at Disney. So, so the kids and I have really been the people who have worked on these plans, and so we we fly down. We, um, you know, we rent our car. We go to our our condo and um, we go grocery shopping. And then we we get like, I don't know, a couple hours sleep because we're all so excited. And we're up and early the next day and we're standing at the uh, opening. We're waiting for, uh, not Planet Hollywood, Disney's Hollywood Studios to open on this first day. And Ben, who has had nothing to do with any of the planning, looks at me and he says, what are we doing? Like, he almost felt like he... He didn't know where we, he's like, do we have a map? Do we have any idea like where we're going in this park? And, um, it was, he, he felt, I think like, like when you show up, you know, people have those dreams about like it's exam day and you haven't studied. And he's just like, I have no idea. He was almost panicking. He was like, I have no idea where we're going. I have no idea what we're going to do or see or experience and like, ah, kind of a thing. And, um, we, you know, we sort of get we get a map. We put on sunscreen. We get through that. We get through the opening, and um, we're we're walking quickly to our um, our first destination, which was I forget the name of the ride, but it was a Buzz Lightyear ride. And we're wait again. We're waiting in line. I mean, we probably waited for five minutes, something like that. And we're in the line, and Ben is like, "Okay, what are we doing on this ride? What's this ride like?" And Max and I look at each other, and I remember saying to Max well, it's not really a ride, is it? And Max goes, no, it's kind of a ride, right? And Ben is like freaking out because he's like, what do you mean it's not really a ride? What is this thing that we're about to try? And um, I mean, like when we look back at that now, that was one of our favorite, favorite rides. It's like you, you're you sitting in a little car and you have like a laser gun and you're popping balloons and it's 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 kind of half virtual and half um real ride. So like, that was why we weren't really sure what to what to call it. And I mean, we still talk about just that that time when Ben is, is in line, and he's like, Oh, my God, I have no idea what to expect. And we can't even say to him, it's a ride, because it's kind of not a ride. And I mean, those are the those are the things. That's a long story, I know. And, and I want to thank you for bearing with me while I share it. Because like, it was the time it's the time that mattered to us and and it still does matter we are still reaping the benefits of that trip to disney because of moments like that or like just talking about watching four fireworks four sets of fireworks in one night and and knowing that they would be there every night for us i mean um and there are so many more experiences from disney that i that i could share um it was the time that mattered like it was that's that's really the kind of the point so as you enter the holiday season and you want to give your kids everything. I totally get that. I understand that. Um try to think about well, you know, try to remember me and the lesson I learned from wanting more trains, more stuff from my brother and just how horrified I was at this like greedy mindset that I that I had and and, and you know, just uh, please remember that lesson and don't don't uh <laughs> don't put yourself in that position. Please remember that that kids, I love this expression, kids spell love, T-I-M-E. And and that's what makes the difference. It's It's the time that we spend with them that makes the difference. And so as we start off, you know, the holiday survival guide, part one is really about experience over stuff. And, um, and that's, that's all we've got today. That's, that's our show for today. So hopefully it will help you as you're getting into the mindset of the holiday season. Um, I, I hope that you enjoy this season very, very much. And I hope that we can kind of help you do that from here. And it, if you, um, if you have a question or a thought on, um, how to survive the holidays, please let me know, go to com slash contact and, um, tell me about it because, I think we'll get through this season together better and um, I'd always love your ideas. I'd love your questions. Um, You know, if you've been successful at this experiences over stuff thing, please tell me about it. I think that would be great to hear about and it would be great for listeners to hear about too. So um, thanks for listening. I cannot thank you enough to be honest for, for that you tuned in today. I, that is the most important thing to me that, that, um, you're listening, you're sharing. Um, whenever somebody shares and then gets back to me and says, I shared this in this group, or I shared this with my friend or whatever, that means so much to me because, um, just that you would honor me by sharing. I, I'm so grateful for you and for, for you doing that. So thanks so much. Um, And if you subscribe to the show, then what you'll have, like you can subscribe either in Stitcher or in um, iTunes. And what I love, I love subscribing to things because what happens is uh, you'll get a little indication, a little notification when a new show pops up and it's like, yay, there it is. (laughs) Um, So subscribe and then that will happen for you. And I have a special thanks, finally, to our producer, the man who loves spending time with our boys, the 19-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want a date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com, where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride.
1: I want to pee in the woods.
0: (laughs) Theater, 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 theater,